Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hey there, hello, welcome in. You are indeed listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Tuesday night, July the 11th, 2023. I'm Dre, he's Jay. Baseball season is halfway home, and we're going to chat a little bit about baseball tonight, a little recap of the first half of the season. You may be watching the All-Star Game, if you're so inclined, which is tied 1-1 in the sixth. Uh, and you're joining us now, and if you are doing so, uh, we appreciate that, and thank you very much. Uh, Jay, how's, uh, how's summer going so far? It's going well. Uh, no, no, no complaints so far. You know, cute factors uh, almost completely recovered now, so that's outstanding, you know, getting yeah, through that. Absolutely. So, yeah, there was a lot of improvement when we talked during the last show, and now uh, even better. So she's, Great. she's able to, she's running around, having fun, playing, not, not, it's nice just seeing her not even thinking about it really when she's out there doing things, maybe a little, maybe a little too reckless, but you know, that, that's being 11. Yeah, that's what kids do. So it's been, it's, it's been good. It's been a good summer so far. Uh, not, not too much else to, uh, to report, you know, that, that, that's dominated our, <laughs> the start of our summer. Sure. So maybe it feels like summer might just be getting started. Yeah, understandable. Uh, let's see if this man has uh, something to add to the summer ongoings. Uh, we know he's always got interesting thoughts on his mind. It's our guy, Lou, in Jersey. What's up, Lou? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the All-Star game right now. Uh, not exactly the kind of game I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be a little bit more offense because this is a hitter's ballpark. And, of course, the American League you know, is, is, a, is a sluggers league. But it's been mostly like a defensive game. I mean, they've been great plays, great catches. So if you like defense, well, then this is your game. Me, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, it's. I think it's pretty much what I've expected because the, the pitching is so much better. It's. I understand that you know it's it's the best hitters, but it's also you know the best pitchers. So it's yeah, really hard cool. to really hard to get a lot of runs on. on when you got these arms coming in, especially, you know, these starters are throwing 99, 100 because they know this is their time to air it out. They're only going to go one inning. So, you know, these guys, George Kirby was right. out there just humping it, man. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is normally yeah. not his game so much. Right. Right. But, you know, that yeah. always makes me think back to Brad Penny that one year where he was just like, I don't know if I'm ever getting back here again. I'm throwing 100 every pitch. I don't care. I'm just airing it out. So that's I think that's the attitude a lot of these pitchers take now. Okay. Yeah, I'm just more of an offensive type of guy, so you 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 get the idea. <laughs> yeah. I understand. But it's been interesting summer so far. I mean, you know, we besides the All-Star game, of course, we had the, you know, uh NHL uh playoffs in the NBA. Uh we had the we had the draft 
which, um, of course, uh, was not surprising who got picked first. Though the performance, well, mm, how are you guys going to judge of that? I mean, you know, sometimes the players just a little bit of the hype that they uh, they were surrounded by. But all in all, uh, Victor won me on it. I don't think he was that bad. Okay, nine points in the first first game. All right, but he had some great rebounding. He had five blocks. When do you see a player do that in a game? Five blocks, come on. And he scored well in his second game. I think maybe he got a bump steer. No, definitely. It's it's the summer, uh, Lou. It's Zero yeah. people will bring up and remember Victor Wimbanyama's first uh, summer league game by the time they start the actual season. Zero people will remember that because then real basketball will well, be played. Well, almost zero. I will remember it. That, well, you might remember. But, but the rest of I, us, we're not going to think about it at all. I would hope not. Because, no. you know, what, what do you expect? I mean, he's not, you know, right now he doesn't look to be like the next Michael Jordan, next LeBron. And the thing is, I think they're just, you know, hyping him up too much and comparing him like he's the greatest thing since Vice Bread, which was only invented two weeks ago. So I think maybe, you know, maybe we, maybe he was just overhyped and, you know, I don't think he was a letdown at all. I think maybe he just made him more out than he was to be. Nah, I, I don't think there's any uh, any value to put on it whatsoever. It, it, the the actual yeah. season will will show what he's made of. Uh, this summer league stuff was was just basically him knocking off the the cobwebs. Right. I, I don't put any value on that at all. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, what else you been thinking about this uh, baseball season? You, you got the surprises. You got the Orioles. You got the Diamondbacks. You got. Teams that you didn't expect to be up there. How many of those do you yeah. think are actually going to survive and, and be there at the end? Two. I mean, you're going to have you know a few good you know a few good teams to make it all the way. I mean, the Orioles they're they're continuing on from last season's success, which have now is like okay, this is not your father's Orioles team. They're surprising everybody still. I mean, up until you know in the last like uh, ten years, you know they have well been trash. I mean, we haven't seen them good since the 90s, really. And they've been, a dub, they've been a dumping ground, you know, in the American League ever since. Tampa Bay still has our number. The Yankees, look, if they weren't injured so much, maybe they'd be more in better contention. Of course, this happened back a few years ago, but the difference is they had a better uh, minor league system at that point, and they called the right players to replace the injured players. This year hasn't been so lucky. You know, when you get those injured players, you want to get the good players from your double-A and triple-A teams, uh, we haven't seen it this year. With the exception of one game, which happened two weeks ago, and I think you know what I mean by that, of course. I mean, they're, they're waiting for, for Volpe and, and these guys to develop, and then it, right. it's not happening as fast as they want. And Volpe, yeah. I mean, they hyped up Volpe around this area, of course, you know, because he's from he's, – he's a local guy for, for us, and they were looking like, you know, to be the next great player – and so far hasn't been like that, you know, another over another overhyping. But, I mean, two weeks ago, we had, like, the best game we had in years. I think you know what I mean by that, of course. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, but, you know, it's, the there's game. a lot going on with the Yankees. You know, you got the injuries, you yeah. got Aaron Judge, you know, uh, Stan's been hurt again. So, it's the, what there, there's a lot happening one? there. Really? Come on, Stanton, Mr. Injury prone. Yeah. What a shot. I know. How's a guy that's in the major leagues? That's what I want to know. 
He's very good. He's when he's on the field, he's very good. He just he's just on the field that much. <laughs> You know, it's, I, mean, it's, yeah, I, mean, I think the Yankees they take on the insurance policy and just him alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that you know the yeah, Yankees are just fun. yeah, they're, they're always going to have some some issues. You, know, you got to play better. That's all it really boils down to. Tampa plays much better baseball than they do. Baltimore plays better baseball. You just got to play better. You, you got to be better at baseball. That's it's pretty much that simple. And you got to be healthy too. I mean, because you can't you win if all your players are building up like a mass unit. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't win that way. And the Mets, well, that's I think the disappointment of the year. You won 102 games last year, you lost um, in the division series. But I thought maybe they were going to build on that success from last year, and this year they've been anything but. I mean, they're still uh, five or six games below 500 in the second half of the season, and Atlanta's just running away with this division. So. There isn't much hope for uh, the New York Mets, I mean, Mets fans uh, this year about. I don't think we're going to see the same results we backed in 69-73, you know, when they were so far down and came back. That's when they had one winner in the in the, um, in the uh, National League and ML, AL um, leagues. There was only one winner. Even sure. with this new expansion, I don't see how the Mets are going to, you know, bow back from this. No, I don't uh... Being six games down at this stage, no, it's not looking good for them. So I think we can put the Mets to bed. Yeah, I mean, never mind your six games. I mean, six games below five hundred. You got to get above five hundred first before we start start taking contention. Come on. Right. Uh, you so know, you can't. And so, speaking of a comic tragedy, how about the Holy Hill Central? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Can you stay pathetic, boys and girls? Sure you can. I, I, I don't want to talk about the central. Okay. I'm, I'm not here to talk about I the past. I, 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 work with a guy, I work with a guy who covers the Tigers, and he is just, like, beyond himself as well. As we are. I mean, because I, I cover the standings as well, and the AL Central is nothing more than a complete joke. We call it the AL Comedy Central. And believe me, it's a comic tragedy if I've ever saw one. Oh. Uh. I can't have I can't argue with that. I have no uh, I have no defense for the for the AL Central at all. Hey hey, yeah. they, they are a comedy. No, that's that's for Thanks, sure. Thanks, Crusty. <laughs> uh, so uh, who do you think is going to be there at the end uh, with all these top teams? That uh, Tampa's playing so great, and, and the Rangers, of course, and the Braves Tampa, are the best team yeah. in baseball. Yeah. Um, my big thing is like who's going to win the uh, AL West? The, I mean the. Yeah, the NL West because you know you have the you have the Dodgers and you have the D backs, you know, right on top of each other and uh the Giants aren't too shabby either, so that's the race to watch for. It's gonna be interesting. I don't see the Diamondbacks still being there at the end, but you know, stranger things have happened. Wrong show. So oh, oh sorry. <laughs> he got it, he got the joke. Okay. You know what, I got you it. think the Dodgers are going to catch up? Oh, sure, yeah. At the end, the Dodgers are always there, you know. And, and they'll probably make a, a trade and, and be even better before the, my, uh, before the a deadline. A friend of mine told me this. Who is the only team that could beat the Dodgers? It'll be the Dodgers. The Dodgers themselves. Oh, you must know the guy yeah. I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got to wait and see about that. But the West looks like the best race there is in all of baseball. 
I mean, the, I mean, the Braves have got this divisional wrapped up. Forget it. Sure. The AL East, yeah, it looks like, mm, well, it's tough to say. I mean, I think Baltimore can sneak in against the Rays because, you know, the Rays have a better record at home than the, um, or rather, better road record than, than the uh, Rays do. Yeah, but the Rays are just, they're so annoying. They just keep finding ways well, to scratch out wins. Well, I, I, you know, I, don't, I, I don't didn't know, know they were going to lose a game at the beginning of the season. They they were, they were like 13-0 and 0 or something 15. crazy like that. 15. 15-0, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, this reminds me of the 82 Braves. Or the 84 Tigers. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll count the Tigers because they actually won it that year and the Braves did not need to, but that was, you know, a remarkable start. I didn't have TBS yet. I didn't get TBS until 86. Uh, I don't, I don't think I had it yet either. Well, then again, like I said, our cable, our cable system sucked at the time. Uh, the old days. We were, the last, we were the last to get the good channels. I'll tell you, that, I'll tell you right now. We were the last to get the good channels. Jay and I will probably go non-sequitur about 80s cable uh, as the show goes on. And I'm like, well, just just to give you an example, like, you know, cause I know the Braves were a hot team at team. I'm like, I can't see these Braves games. I'm going to go to my cousin's house. Okay. And then he thinks, like, finally, I get to watch Braves games and see how good they are. Thank you. Thank you. You get the point. <laughs> so I've been, you know, I've been a little bit of a diehard Braves fan for a while. Yeah, they're the Superstation teams, Braves and the Cubs, got all the, the national love. Yeah. And the White Sox. Well, no, we can't count the White Sox. No, we're not going to. They, they don't exist. They, okay. That title didn't happen, apparently. You mean, you mean uh, the 2005? 2005. 2005 title? Yeah, apparently it never happened. Yeah. When yeah, they talk about Chicago's right. championships, they, they, that never gets mentioned because apparently it was a dream. It was a figment of my imagination. Yeah. But then, of course, 2016, something I thought we'd never see. Yeah, the, the, the actual Chicago team, right? That's yeah. I'll tell you, I got a weird story about that, too. Uh, I don't mean to take a lot of the time here, but you know, this is doing my first year of national podcasting, and I've been doing and. We were waiting for the game to uh, restart because it was a rain delay yeah. um, in Cleveland. So I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a late night. I mean, we were going on the, we weren't going to go on the air until the game was over. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long night. You know, like the game we started about twelve ten. I thought it was going to go into probably like one one thirty two in the morning. Oh boy, what a nightmare this is going to be. Luckily, the Yankees. I mean, the uh, Cubs did in the tenth inning with two runs. And I'm like, and even though that I'm not from Chicago, like, the Cubs did like. Holy mackerel, a miracle has happened. The Cubs have won it. If Harry Carey was still alive, oh, boy. He wouldn't have been after that moment. That, that would have killed him. Unfortunately, had Joe Buck. Never, never, never mind. Oh, boy. <sighs> <laughs> no, don't ask Jay about that. <laughs> yeah, Jay's favorite broadcast. I hate Joe Buck fan club, too. Uh, absolutely. Isn't everyone charter member? <laughs> Pretty much. I thought I was the only one. Oh no. Well, on the, I, on the oh, I, you, so, I don't know anybody who actually likes him. I'm the president of the I Hate Joe Buck fan club, by the way. Wait, well, you we, and Jay are gonna have to wrestle about we, that. I think we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've we've torched him enough on this show. Uh, maybe not <laughs> okay, enough, but 
he's had his moments on this uh, on, on these airwaves here on this show. Same on mine. <laughs> all right, all right, Lou, uh, plug your podcast. Sorry. All right, it's called the I Hate Joe Buck Fan Club Show. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> that could be the next title. No, it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. We're on Saturday afternoons from four to six p.m. That's Eastern Time, by the way. So let's get it perfectly clear. Not four o'clock in the Central. Not four o'clock in Zimbabwe. Not four o'clock in Los Angeles. Four o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, the number to call is 512-543-4662. And if you thought July was going to be a dull month in the sports world, we were going to recap um, the Home Run Derby, which was, which was wow. Uh, we'll recap uh, this game, which uh, hopefully will end by tomorrow. Uh, we'll also take a look at uh, the Wimbledon Finals, men's and women's, because the women's is Saturday, the men's is Sunday. Um, we'll also have um, a recap of the I dare say it, the ESPY Awards. Yes, I'm covering that too. And we'll also have a look at um, uh, previewing the world, the Women's World Cup, which begins next week. So we'll go through the matchups, take your predictions on who's going to win, and think of predictions. Anybody who calls, I want your predictions on your team for the second half of the MLB season. So if you do, if you do get a chance to call, um, I'd like your predictions on you know who your team is and how they do as we run into the second half of the season, which begins on Friday. That's a full plate right there. Lou, thank you. Yeah, Have a good evening. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you guys get a chance to call. I can sure use it this week. Uh, well, we'll see if we can make it. Okay. All right, Lou, thanks. That. Thank you. All. Thank you. The one and only Lou in Jersey. <laughs> I... I kind of want to tune in because I, I'm, I was just sitting here enjoying an adult <laughs> beverage, and with every sip, I was trying to decide if I was completely caught up to Lou and Jersey. I kind of want to listen because I actually want to hear that lunatic break down the Wimbledon final. Like, what could I'm I'm flabbergasted that they're even first going of all <laughs> credit credit to anybody who still gets excited about any all-star festivities from any sport. Yeah, I can't break down the home run derby last night because I watched 0% of it. I didn't watch. I had zero I had zero interest. Um, I mean, we love baseball. So I mean, people, people listen to this and like, think we're like haters. No, no, we, we love baseball. We absolutely love it. But I have just nothing in me anymore for, for home run derby or even the all-star game right now. I'm not watching. I don't right. even know what's happening. And I think that just all-star games in general, you know, Pro Bowl, NBA, uh, and then the baseball all-star game are such a there's, – there's such an outdated concept. They're from a time when this was your only chance to see the players from the other league and the best right. players in the other league because you did not have – you had your local market. You know, and for when we were growing up, you had your local market and you had, you know, Cubs baseball or Braves baseball with the super stations, or you had, you know, what was it, uh, you know, Sunday night or whatever night it was, Friday night, whatever night it was that they had the MLB game on network. It used to be Monday night on ABC. Monday games night, of the week. Well, yeah, but what, what, what you, but now 
you have highlights in your pocket on your phone. You have access to anything that you want. You have 20-something different sports stations, it seems like, with this 24-hour news cycle who, who rams stuff down your throats um, and all the social media. You, you don't need the All-Star game anymore. It, it and, is different. It's much different now. Right. Plus, this even goes back to 20, 25 years ago. The game itself becomes kind of a joke because the majority of the players, the top players on a lot of the pitchers, they don't even go. They all come up with mystery ailments or they all go on the, the you know, they all go on the DL three days before the All-Star game. It's just, it's just not what it, it's just not what it used to be. You know, nobody, I don't, maybe not nobody, but I, I don't have any interest in watching an exhibition game of baseball in the middle of the season. Not like I did when I was younger. Yeah, I definitely don't have the interest that I did when I was a kid. It, well, it, by the way, you're you're not missing anything. It's it's a sloppy game. There's a lot of errors being made, and uh, you can you can tell a lot of these guys don't kind of care. They're just there. Uh, well, right. You know, they we had that trend. We really were on that trajectory. I think to sort of changing it or being done with it. But then we had that damn tie. Uh, that and Bud, and Bud stealing with his it, arms right. out. And then they decided uh, that this time it counts. This time we're playing for something. And then they started the stupid whoever, whichever side wins the All-Star game, um, that league gets home field advantage in the world. Think about how ridiculous that is just on its face. That's one of the dumbest rules of, uh, in my lifetime. I hated that rule from the moment they yeah. put it in and said so. Although I completely credit that rule with my Cubs World Series title. You don't think they would have won the title if they had home field? I don't. I don't. They they played, you know, when they were at home, they were, they, so they, played, they were very, they were tight. It was the oh, curse. Oh, man. It, it, right? <laughs> I, I, they, they, they came so home. Tight. They came home and down, it was a, it was 1-1. One, one. They came home, dropped the first two at home. Yeah. To go, you know, and then, I mean, barely hung on in in game five. I mean, I think they had a Roldis Chapman pitch two and two thirds to finish out that game to just mm-hmm. clamp down a very low score. It's like 3-2. Um, no wonder his arm was a noodle by game seven. No, well, I mean, they didn't care. He was a rental. They knew it. Yeah. I mean, they, they knew they were running him into the ground, and he wasn't the same for the next couple of seasons after that, the way Joe Madden used and abused him, but that's what we got him for. Um, to then, I think, going back to Cleveland, then once they once they gutted out that game five and they didn't ha- – they had they, they played so much better and so much different in game six and game seven. They looked like – they looked like the team that had the, you know, best record going into the World Series that should have had the home field, I guarantee you, if they had had home field, they would have lost. I don't guarantee that because they were playing a team that was equally uh, – their features were cursed. also tight. And, <laughs> That's possible. And they, and they also had no uh, World Series experience at all and looked like it in, in the Cleveland Indians at the time. Uh, so I don't, right. I don't know. I, I think Cleveland might have blown that one uh, even if they were at Wrigley. I'm just I mean, glad they were at Wrigley – because if it was at yeah. Wrigley for Game Seven and all that happened, uh, that that 
neighborhood would have imploded. It, it, oh they, my god! They would have demolished that gone, the stadium. Yeah, that would have gone nuclear. The stadium would not have stood anymore. It, it review for a hundred years. If people would have. Yeah, if people would have demolished that place just to take the bricks and the seats out of that place, I would. Not, would I, I would have been okay down. with it. They would have tore it down brick by yeah. brick. Absolutely. No, I, I, I was of the opinion that them having to play those last two games on the road actually was a, a benefit for them. You may be right, but I don't know if Cleveland would have fared any better. I, I think they were just as tight as the Cubs were. Yeah, because they went back there. As game six, they just whooped them. Right. I mean, it just destroyed them in game six. So, uh, but... So even though you and I have just zero interest at all in the actual All-Star game, we're still at, you know, this is the perfect time for us to to go back and, you know, revisit um, some of our predictions. You're also not missing that they've they've given uh, three microphones during the game, during the play-by-play at, uh, on the, on the the first base uh, dugout side or the third base, actually. Uh, to Sloppy Poppy Ortiz, A-Rod, and Derek Jeter. So you're also not missing that. That's what we need. (laughs) Right. We don't need the players. We got the players mic'd up. We had that as well. But now we we got the former players sitting there uh, laughing. A-Rod and that fake laugh. I'm looking at him right now. I can hear the laugh. The TV's on mute, but I can still hear that fake laugh because that's the same laugh he has all the time. And he's just – uh, that, that's one of the funniest people in the world, like, for the last 20 years running. It's unbelievable. That, uh, I don't believe a word that comes out of that man's mouth. He's shooting he's no. for office someday. Yeah, he probably could. Uh, yeah, we uh, we usually don't go and look at our, our picks for the uh, for the regular season uh, in the midseason, but we, we have nothing else to do because it's July, and we're not going to cover – uh, Wimbledon, and we're not going to cover the Women's World Cup, and uh, we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not. There are we're not Lou and Jersey. We can't do that. That's what I was about to say. As you heard here on our show, there are other places to go yes. for that content. Um, I, I home was. Run, I, I did breakdown. not have a whole lot even to say about the whole uh, summer league and, and Victor Wembanyama or any of that because you are exactly correct. Nobody is going to care about his two games that he played. By the time they tip real games, nobody Nobody's will remember care. what he did at Summer League. Summer League stats and Summer League drama or <laughs> cell phone videos of him shooting air balls in warm-ups <laughs> are about as useful to me as watching the football players ball out in shorts and T-shirts. Because I I could... I could stand in an empty gymnasium on a football field and throw balls to world-class wide receivers and pu- find one good throw. I've got one throw. I've got one in me. Yeah. And post that somewhere on 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 the webs to say that I'm going to have a breakout season. So I have, that stuff just frustrates me, but I also at the same time try to dismiss it. But it's so silly. And that's exactly the same vibe I get from that same energy that I get out of those ridiculous, you know, someone so-and-so is poised for a breakout season because look at here, here, watch him launch one ball, you know, that, that that's great. Dudes in shorts and a t-shirt, who cares? You know, no, that's the same as, oh, here's a guy, watch, he made a bad throw in practice. Oh, he sucks. And they just showed you that over. one bad throw on practice on a loop. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not going to go long into the, the sports talk landscape, but basically you have incidents like that blown up so that Greeny and Screaming A can have okay. something to talk about for four hours the next day on their show, uh, and right. they get millions and millions of dollars a year for that. And I, we're missing out because we, we should be doing that. We can do that. It's also to give – Every every I've noticed that every fan base is getting its little you know dose of hype. NFL does this better than anybody, and so much of it's fake. Like the, like throughout this off season, every team every team has got a chance. Oh boy, all of them. You no, know, you can you have these uh, sycophantic you know uh, web or Twitter uh, accounts that are just going to sit out there and just pump out you know, positive stuff about this franchise, that franchise, even though they're completely like dog crap or you don't have lofty expectations. Boy, going into this season though, every team, every team's going 10 and seven. If you watch these things. Um, I just read something about the Houston Texans got a complete steal when they hired D'Amico Ryans as their coach. They're just turning everything around because they got D'Amico Ryans. I just read that. Like, come on people. Come on. Yeah. No, no, there are franchises that are destined to win three and four games this year, you know, and it's a hype machine, boy. The NFL does it really well, and, you know, but you get to this point, and it's like, oh, can we just, can we just start getting to actual, like, football? Because I really want to start seeing things versus, you know, dudes in sweats throwing, you know, 50-yard balls the guys with no pressure, no coverage. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Uh, we, we, our thoughts about uh, preseason and, and exhibition and all that is, is well documented. We, we don't put any value at all in it because it's not the real game. When the real games start, that's when we, we start actually. Yeah, really, uh, giving... realistically, all you're, all you're getting out of preseason is your roster trimmed. That's what right. preseason's for. It's either so oh, the coaches either to see the... who they want to keep and who they want to cut. Yeah. Let some let some of your you know let some of your newer or more up and coming players go out there get a little game you know game speed get warmed up you know let that first team offense go out there and do a drive and then after that you're just paring your roster down that's all you're doing that's it all right all two or three people that are here for uh, the half season baseball breakdown let's give them what they were looking for let's give the people what they want. Uh, the Texas Rangers are leading the AL West by two games over the Houston yep. Astros. Neither one of it, us picked the Texas Rangers uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, no, I had the Rangers finishing third this year um, behind the Strohs and the Mariners. Now, that could shake out. Uh, Texas is two games up on Houston. Seattle is six back. The Angels have faded so hard here going into the break. Um but they're still mathematically well within within striking distance. But their, their injuries are piling. I just love to laugh at the Angels because you know I, I, that's the other the other thing um, that I can't stand, especially if you're on Twitter, is the, is the Shohei Otani meat writing that goes on on Twitter. Yeah, you know, no. Let us let us appreciate greatness. You don't have to force feed us. That we know he's good, we know he's great, we know he's doing things that either haven't been done since, you know, 1909 or that have never been done. 
But, you know, it's funny because every time they talk about what a great game him and Mike Trout had, if you're on a Twitter feed, somewhere in there, someone's going to post the meme of the Chris Paul hits the three to bring the team within 42, because that's exactly what you get. And that is why I call Shohei Otani sideshow Shohei, because until a team gets their hands on him and can figure out how to handle him without turning the whole thing into a sideshow, nobody's winning anything. He's handling himself just fine. The Angels yes. lose because they're the Angels, not because they they're, have Shohei Otani. Yeah. But well, that, that's great. But what, what? What? Well, let's see. One at nine in their last ten games. <laughs> that's that's not Otani's fault. Is well, that's the Angels. he pitched. He pitched one of those at least. He's been mostly great pitching. No, he, I his, agree. His bad I outings agree. have been like better yes. than a lot of guys' good outings. Uh, I just he's I, not I, the problem. I, I don't. I, I just don't see a franchise that's committed to winning accepting the way that the Angels have handled him. So you don't think wherever he goes, they're going to give him the opportunity to still be the, the two-way guy? Do you think they're going to make I, him I choose? I think there's a way. I, no, I, what I think teams need to do is figure out a better way or a different way to make him the two-way guy that doesn't, throw out your throw off your entire pitching rotation for him. I I understand where you're coming from, but I guess my uh come, comeback would be if the Angels had a decent pitching rotation around him, they wouldn't be thrown off. It would be uh if their guys were actually any good around Otani, no, uh, right. yeah. You know, it it wouldn't be such a big deal. Who's their second best starter after him? It's Griffin Canning or I they're just it might be. They're you know they're not very good. It's not Otani's fault. No, it's not Mike Trout's fault. They're just not. If you threw him into a team with, let's say, a great starting rotation, you know, let's say you threw him onto the Braves, you're not adjusting Spencer Strider's starting schedule because this is a Shohei day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably right. They they might. Well, that's but what I'm probably saying. Right. So all, all these teams, right? You're not you're not throwing the Dodgers rotation out of into flux. So so all they they keep talking about him going to all these different teams, but once you put him in, if it becomes sideshow Shohei time like it is in Anaheim, <laughs> then it becomes an issue. So until somebody figures out how to handle him properly, it it it's a carnival attraction. That's why I call it sideshow. Nothing against him. He's he's great. But this the two way player thing, and when you're great at both, it presents a problem. I don't know if uh, I I haven't talked to Shohei. I don't know him like that. I don't know if he's going to insist wherever he goes that it's the same as it is with the uh, with the Angels. If, if he has to have five days off between every start, I don't know if that's right. his rule or the Angels' rule. I actually don't know that. Uh, so it, it might be different uh, where he goes, but it might. It might not. I actually don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I agree in general that uh, the Braves wouldn't tell Spencer Strider you got to you know wait a day because he, we we got to skip you because uh, right. Shohei has his turn right now. Uh, but they might. It's if he's that important. If he has if he does say this is how I perform. This is what makes me as great as I am is that I don't have to worry about pitching for five days, not four. 
Um, and that's what that's what the difference is. And I insist on that. Uh, who's going to say no? Like he's so good. Again, this is not the right. Angels' fault. The Angels sucking is not because of so of Shohei Otani. So every all twenty nine other teams should say, okay, we'll take a chance on you you doing that. Sorry, oh. Jude Factor was down here. You're number one. <laughs> and that's why she's cute back. She came down here to give me a hug because she's going to bed. So Okay. She was at a birthday party, so I didn't even realize that she had come home. Oh, is she all caked up? Is she all... Uh... Yeah, I think she's she's all caked up. <laughs> okay. She sounds like she she sounds all sugared up uh, right then, right? But yeah, yippee. yeah. Just in t- well, I told them they could stay home because they do summer school. You know, not that summer school, but it's run through the school system. It's like it's glorified daycare. Okay. And I told them they could stay home tomorrow, so she, they they don't have to go to bed as super early tonight. So ah. they're very excited because I'm home with them tomorrow. That's good. So sorry, you you were on a you were on a thing there, and I got distracted. I, yeah, I, well, I don't even remember. I was I was blabbing were, as I were, normally do. You were going though. I mean, uh, yeah, freestyling. Well, you know, pretty good. You, you get me going, I can I can go. Uh, we can both but, go. Okay, that's why, so, that's why we are the kings of that's correct. But we got that part out. So you know, obvious, all that the obvious said, question about that division is: Do the Rangers sustain? They have the offense too, clearly. I don't that this has just become I mean, what this team is they're just pounding people all season now. Um but it's just, you know, we haven't seen this from them. This is more of a recent thing where you've got Houston just laying in the weeds. They have the track record yeah. and they're just right there. Mm-hmm. So I um uh, for the I record, the I had uh, I had the Mariners, Seattle uh, as the wild card in Houston to win the division. So we we had yeah. the same two making the playoffs, just flip flopped. Right. So I had the Mariners, who are they're still right there. They're talking. I mean, that's a team with pitching, and that's always been a team with pitching and kind of iffy offense. And that's exactly where they are. Uh, the Mariners are going to do that thing that annoys me where they decide that there's an arbitrary number that one of their really good pitchers is going to hit and they're going to have to just stop right. using him. Yeah, uh, so, because... so all of a sudden you're going to find out that Gilbert got sat down or he's going to start going four innings or Kirby's going to get shut down. I mean, they already lost uh, they lost Robbie Ray, right, to start the season right away. Right, but they found the number four in this kid, uh, Wu. And they're uh-huh. just gonna they're just gonna stop using him somewhere in the second half. They're just gonna say you're yeah. done. We don't we're we're going for a championship, but we're gonna take one of our best starters and just shelve him because right. we decided that when he gets to 80 innings or whatever, that his arm might fall off. So we're just gonna stop. So I, I would just, say, ugh. I would say, and I had the Angels in fourth and the A's in fifth. So that I had right so far. Uh, A's we 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 were all both on record saying the A's might be the worst team in baseball, and they're they're right there. They're trying. That is not even something to brag about. That is so no. obvious. When you are at the halfway point of the season and your run differential is minus 248. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I uh, believe it was, mid-May, it was mid-May before they got a win from a starter. <laughs> Where did they get 25 wins from? I, I don't even They had a uh, little – they had that little run right around the, 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 the anti – Mm-hmm. walkout protest, you know, where they actually went and filled the stadium because 
they're trying to convince the owner to sell because they actually want to keep the team in Oakland. They were trying to say, hey, no, no, it's not the fans. We're not coming here because of you. Um, they had a little run around there where they they played okay. Which is about the best they could hope. Yeah, okay for them is would be leaps and bounds better than they've been. So, so that's my assessment uh, of uh, well of the one team of the West is the Mariners are going to fall off because they're going to do that thing that I hate that where they take yeah. a talented player that might help them over the top and just say stop stop playing we don't want you to play anymore. Um, oh yeah, and then I saw that early like with King Felix. I remember those years. Oh man, I was. Uh, Looking back on some podcast descriptions, I wasn't listening to, to old shows, but I was looking back on some descriptions. I, I forget what I was looking for. Of this and I show? Came a- yeah. And I came across that I remember that we had uh, completely excoriated the Braves because, if you remember, they did that shit with Acuna. They actually wow. uh, told Acuna before the season mm-hmm. what he, they did the Chris Bryant thing where they said somebody else had earned a starting job and Acuna had to go back down for seasoning. And two weeks later, after his uh, super eight number or whatever yeah. that, that magical number is, uh, where you you get you gain that extra year of control over the player. Once that passed, magically Acuna was ready to come up and he hasn't been. Well, if you look if you look at how great he is, MVP caliber. He clearly needed those extra two weeks of seasoning. <laughs> this is why he's an MVP. That made all the difference. Chris Bryant won an MVP as well, and that was the because Mike Olt was the. <laughs> I, was so the I will not. I will not call our <laughs> AL West predictions a complete loss. We'll just we'll call this one a a punt. Like we didn't do awful. We did not completely crater on this division. I'm going to give us a semi passing grade. Yeah, we, we, didn't see, pick. we didn't see the Rangers just bludgeoning everybody like this. So good, kudos to them. And and without DeGrom, too. That was the big offseason acquisition. He got hurt, another surprise. Uh, but yeah. so they're doing it without that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see yeah, if they stay on top. They, I don't. Their, their pitching is ite, and that's all you need when you're 531 yeah. runs at the break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, you don't need great. You just need ite. Uh, that, that is correct. Uh, so in the AL Central, oh the the AL Central, um, I had the White Sox. Just, just, just so yeah. God. Oh my! I, yeah, I, can't, I, I am not a fan the way you are a fan. I cannot. Uh, now the word is over the break here that they are they're backing up the truck and they need to. Um, right. Any piece that they have that is not a core foundational piece going forward, they, it needs to go. Right. Um, Tim ben Anderson needs to go. And I thought they were going to be didn't get hurt again. Right. Um, I thought he was a goner. You know, Graveman can go. Uh, yeah. Lance Lynn can go. Uh, all those guys. Yeah. Um, and just blow this thing up because right. you're. This is not a roster on paper that should be 16 games below 500. No, but I had a feeling, unfortunately. So, and the pitching was what I fell in love with with them. And there's some of their pitchers are starting to come back into shape. <sighs> Other than Lance Lynn, uh, good luck figuring out what you're getting. Giolito has been all over the place. They've um, all been completely inconsistent. Yeah, every last one yeah. of them. Kopech, uh, Giolito, yeah, Lynn. Kopech especially. Oh my God, there's a podcast I listen to. 
and you can just hear the pain because sometimes <laughs> these guys are doing this podcast live while Michael Kopech oh. has been pitching, and it was one of those early starts where I think he gave up like the five home runs. Oh yeah, and that was like I was catching this. Obviously, record these guys recorded this, and I think one of the guys had him starting for him that day in fantasy, and just that was that was quite a listen. So basically, he's just sitting there cutting his own vein uh, on live on the air. Yeah, it was f bomb, f bomb, f bomb. <laughs> right, like you know, just left and right. So, um, yeah, I got that completely wrong. I did have Cleveland second. You you had Cleveland winning, right? Yeah, yeah. So right uh, now at the break, you look like a genius. They're a half game up. There is uh, no genius uh, with a team that's five hundred. Five happens to be in first place. They that's just almost, the division is we, just terrible. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they've got that pitching factory, which is why you picked them. But now it turns out they can't hit. I kind of actually picked them because they keep hitting. They're, they're like the fleas. Oh, that's they're, right. They're like you the, liked the, you liked the hitting part of it. I like the hitting, and they didn't hit for shit the first half of the year, but they're starting but to come around a little bit. They just keep – so these the young arms, these guys who they've called up, uh, Bybee, Williams, Logan Allen, who they sent Love down. Them. They sent Logan Allen down to make room for, for Quantrill and Savale, who have just been going out getting destroyed every turn yeah. since they sent Logan Allen down. Um, I have a feeling in the second half you'll see one of those guys lose a rotation spot or get dealt um, because those are not your future. I, I can see that. And then the Twins are right there, too. And they're they're, they're, they're the Twins. They're pitching very well um, lately. Uh, you know, no, they got the, found, they got the rounding into shape. Gray's been good. Ober's been good. So I still think that the Twins are the better of those two teams. I think they're more complete. They're also the only team in the AL Central with a positive uh, run differential. I think <laughs> that the Twins pull oh, this one out. I think, but I'm not not confident 100% because that Cleveland pitching is superior. And if they do move some of those pitching pieces, maybe they can shore up their offense a little bit, which has been anemic. I think the Twins pitching is about equal to the the Guardians, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. But uh, I think they got a real good foundation there uh, with Gray and, and Joey Ryan and Ober. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Pablo Lopez can be good when, he, when he's on. That, that uh, last start he had before the break? Yeah was I, I was I had dabbled back into DFS baseball. They started right. I started looking at things a little bit more because at the beginning of the season I had tried it and I was terrible. But I realized that doing the uh picking in one game where you can do that easily in football, you cannot do that easily in baseball. Right? Something no. throws up an O for right. But if you take a block of games it's a lot easier, and then if you look at a pitching matchup that's favorable and you just stack a lineup against that bad pitcher, you can actually do really well. But the funny part is is I actually somehow managed to win money with one of my lineups that night that Pablo Lopez had that 12-strikeout, shutout, start, uh, complete game, and I did not have him as one of my two pitchers, and I was stunned because I think he had 50 fantasy points in that game. Huh. I was absolutely stunned that my lineup – 
still managed to to place as heavily he, as he was started by all the other teams. I was like, wow, that that was. I haven't seen anybody hit a fifty yet. <laughs> but I also figured uh, out. I, I also figured out of stacking my lineup with like you know Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> and, well, yeah, he's he's kind of good. That works. Uh, yeah, but we're, we'll talk about him later. Um, <laughs> but no, I I I think Minnesota's got the inside track here. But you think Cleveland might? I I don't I don't know because like I said, Minnesota's pitching to me is is up there with, with, with and I love Bybee. I think he's he's the real deal. Um, but yeah, you I think all some three of those... of those guys. I think Williams, Bybee, and Logan yeah. Allen are all there. You know, that's their rotation next year plus two. Yeah, but you mentioned those other older guys that are kind of uh, not holding up their end yeah, of the bargain. They're mid. <laughs> that, that might be the downfall. So I who, – who do I have to come out on top? I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Cleveland because of the hitting, because they're, they're finally those those fleas of, of you know, uh, Ahmed Rosario and, and yeah. Jimenez yeah. and – Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan. They're, they're, yeah. Then he got Naylor, and his his brother has come up now as catcher, yep. and and he's doing pretty good. So I I think Cleveland gets it done because their bats are finally starting to wake up. The, the Twins' bats are so uh, inconsistent. Like you you get Buxton one day, and then he'll go for four, and uh, Max Kepler he doesn't know what he's doing half the time. It, it, I think that'll be the the Twins' downfall is their their bats are not uh, as consistent. Yeah, their lineup their lineup's a bit strange. You know they they've had to rely on. I mean, Correa was in a first-half slump, and then they've had yep. to rely on uh, some of these call-up type guys or these, you know, quad-A guys, you know, <laughs> um, like Edward Julian and, uh, oh, I forget I forget who the other guy is, but he's definitely a oh, – Jose Miranda. These are like quad-A guys. Yeah, they're, they're still waiting on Kirilov, yeah. Yeah. So, and Joey Gallo with his, you know, oh, 198 so average. <laughs> He's so bad. They banned the shift, and he still can't hit 200. Well, you can't get a base hit if you can't make contact. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how so many defenders bad. are out there if you miss the ball all the time. So, so I love Joey Gallo. He's helped win me money at times yeah. over the years because I had him when he at least was hitting, you know, hitting tanks for the Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's not working out so well for him in Minnesota. No, he, he needs to see the ball better. He needs some eyeglasses or something. Um, so in the uh, West, oh, we talked about the West. In the East, yeah, uh, Tampa, who never, never loses, but at least they finally started to lose. And and the Orioles are battling for the top, which is uh, definitely a surprise, but maybe shouldn't be because the Orioles kind of built their team the way the Astros did and the way the Cubs did. It just yep. sucks, sucks, Took sucks, sucks, right sucks. Out of my mouth. And then here come all these young kids all at once deciding to, to be good. Um, so they're, they're right there. And I don't know if the, if the Rays can hold them off. Uh, but I know that my pick of the Yankees uh, to, to start the season and you had the Yankees as the wild card and Toronto to win the division. Um, yeah. They're not. Look, neither one of them are looking good. The, the Yanks or the or the Jays. I don't think either one of them are, are catching the Rays or the Orioles. Uh, yeah. Well, Toronto is seven games back. You know that the, the Rays jumped out to such a fast start that you got every team, every team in this division, well over five hundred. And 
seven, eight, and nine games back for the for the the Jays, the Yanks, and the and the Red Sox. That is obscene. I mean, every single one of these teams would be winning the AL Central. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they would by a lot. They they absolutely would. I I would uh, my only uh, sort of pushback is that I don't think these teams are quite as dominant as those records would indicate. Like Toronto's nine games over, but they're only a plus thirty four on the year. They're so inconsistent. Yeah. The Yankees we've chronicled their problems. You would think that they have a losing record the way they've played, and they're only plus twenty on the season, but they're uh, nine games or seven games over five hundred. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if that record's gonna last. I think they've gotten a lot. Uh, they've gotten lucky. They've gotten some wins they probably didn't deserve. And, you know, this is with when, when they had Aaron Judge, who they don't have, and don't know if they're going to get him back anytime soon with that busted up toe of his. Uh, and the Red Sox are only plus 27 and, and happen right. to be over 500. I don't know how they're doing. I think it's kind of a, a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with, uh, with all those teams. No, but Baltimore, uh, they're the ones that are doing it. Like you said, they're doing it what we've always admired. They build from within. They tr- they make shrewd trades. They get these they get these farm hands, and just like with Houston, and, and just yeah. like and but but the difference is every team does that. But it's when you get all these guys and they all hit, and that's what's happening right now with Baltimore. They didn't just get these guys; they get these guys. They call them up, and boom, immediate impact. That's rare. And keep calling up more guys uh, to to fortify it. Like they're, they're still calling up kids. It feels like it's, every week they call up a new one. Yeah, another one who just inserts immediately into the starting lineup and rakes. And just starts rake. Yep, start right. raking. If they have a if they have a downfall, it, it will be their pitching. But they're dealing yeah. from so much strength in that farm system, and here you are, you know, two games out of first, one of the best records. What second best record right now? Yeah, second best record in the American League. They they are in a position to go get some arms. Which is so different because in years past, this is actually the perfect time for them to do that thing where they develop a middle reliever into an all-star out of nowhere and then flip him for for, for uh, prospects uh, at the trade deadline. Like this this Cano guy, Yanir Cano, yeah. that pitched in the all-star game. They're all-star. This, Classic. Well, Bautista, the closer, is an all-star, too, because they've both been down. No, no, but I mean, this kid's an all-star. Like, in years yeah. past, he'd be their only all-star, and then they would trade him right. at the deadline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but this year he's one of many uh, Orioles yeah. all-stars. But, yeah, that, that's why it's going to be so interesting, because this is their move to, to develop this guy completely out of nowhere and then flip him for actual prospects, and you never, heard, you never hear from him again. It's like, yeah, no, he, who? who? That lineup is an absolute joke. With your Rutschman, Mullen, Santander, I, I, Austin but Hayes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they're Gunner, doing. Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. They just, they, they just called up this Westberg kid. He's raking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he. Uh, these are not all homegrown pieces. Some of these were trades, you know, that they moved into their system. I think Westberg they got from the Yankees. Yeah, but but it's so, just it's another kid. It's just another kid that another gets, guy, gets in there another and another piece. Right? Who's not there? Trey Mancini, you know all these <laughs> these guys who you know it was all sure those types of guys. Those guys are gone. They're actually moving in. You know, young 
the, the, the Orioles aren't going anywhere for a while. They're going to have that window mm-hmm. now through the next, what, four or five years while they control all these guys for sure. Uh, they're going to do some damage. Uh, and with all of that, I, I'm still not taking them to overtake uh, Tampa. No, the, the Rays just have that, yeah. that that juju juice that they use <laughs> to take these off-cast players. They're the opposite of, of these other teams that we talked about. They just take everybody else's trash and turn them into like a, a cohesive lineup that you just can't stop. You look at their lineup and you go, eh, those guys. But then you look up and they're beating they're beating your brains in. Every day it's a different guy. That's the, the crazy is. part about it is they just I don't know if there's a, a rotation that they have that the manager has set, Kevin Cash. Yeah. That he just says, Okay, on the fourth day of this week, Luke Rayleigh is gonna go two for five with four RBI. <laughs> and then tomorrow like, night what? Jose Siri's gonna hit two bombs. <laughs> Now, the next night after that, uh, oh, God, I, his name was on the tip of my tongue and it slipped off. Just another random guy. Yeah, just some um, random Lau. <laughs> random lower Lau is going to yeah. uh, hit a home run. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, the, the guy that I hate because every time I don't uh, or, bet him or, in, in or sing- boy, Manuel Margot, he'll get a, <laughs> a few hits. The guy that when I don't use him in, in the in these single game uh, fantasy lineups is when he decides to to go crazy and have a great game. Uh, so I'm gonna have to look him look him up because he's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, uh, it's not a Rosarina, is it? No, it's all Paredes. Oh sure, yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, today he's gonna go three for five with with, with three RBI. Like, what? <laughs> oh. So I had. Toronto, Tampa, and the Yankees all making the playoffs. Yeah, oh, it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got. I, I was right on Tampa. Baltimore should make it if they don't fall apart in the second half here. But I don't know if the other if the other ones make it at all. That's a. That's I don't, a, that's I don't a, know. That's a tough road. Uh, right now, the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees are only a game out of the wild card right now. This is the funny thing. Toronto right now is a wild card. Right now. Yeah. The Yankees are a game out in the wild card. The Red Sox, the last place team, are two games out of the wild card. Crazy. But, but again, I, I'm not impressed by those teams. I think there's a little bit of a smoke and mirrors going on, a little bit of bad okay. competition that they've played and uh, kind of there's a lot of games those teams have won that I don't think they should have, quite frankly. Um, and the Yankees are on their way down. They they can't get Judge back on the field. Uh, the Red Sox are just – I mean, they're I, booing I don't, I don't Donaldson. They're just booing Donaldson off the field now. Well, they uh, they, they cut Hicks, so they gotta, the fans got to find somebody else to – They need, a new, right, they need a new reason why we're losing all these games. It's all your fault, Donaldson. You suck. It's all on you. It's just like um, White Sox phase. Listening to White Sox sports talk radio, unfortunately, for all those years living in Chicago, there would always be some random guy that the fans would always pick on who's like, this is the reason we're losing. And it was always like, it wasn't always the star. It was usually, you know, the guy who hit eighth in the lineup. <laughs> you got to find somebody to hate. Yeah. You need that scapegoat. And right now they're That's goating right. Uh, Josh Donaldson and not in the good way. 
All right, we are into the uh, after show. Uh, those of you who know where to find us, you have found us. Uh, That's right. So now we can do the NL. Didn't. NL goes to the after show. That's right. Uh, let's see. In the NL West, uh, of course, the Dodgers are the Kings, and yep. uh, I, I don't know how the Diamondbacks are sitting there white with them. That, that's one of my that's my worst calls of the year because I had them last, and there they are sitting. There, I had them fourth, uh, first. Yeah, yeah. I you talk about smoke and mirrors. I don't um, see it. I still don't see it. I, I don't either. They're there. They are. Fifty-two wins. There they are. They are right there. Uh, more, more wins than anyone else in the uh, NL, with the exception of the Braves and Marlins. What? I, now I will take a star for that one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I had the Marlins uh, in the playoffs, so yeah, yeah. That was my. That's my biggest win out of all of this. Uh, so you had the Padres to win the West over the Dodgers. Boy, they um, just show those flashes, and then, and whoop, then it's rah, gone. Rah, yeah. yeah, I don't get it. There's so much talent on that team. This has got to be one of the biggest letdowns um, in all of baseball. That, that that team is too talented to be four games under 500. So this is a little bit what I talk about of smoke and mirrors by the uh, AL East and all those teams. Are, oh, they're so dominant. They're all over 500 and they're this and they're that. Three of those five teams in the AL East that are over 500 have uh, worse plus minuses than the Padres. But the Padres yeah. we describe as disappointing. Um, and and these, those other teams are so great. I, I, I think there's some bad luck with the Padres. I think they – show up offensively most every night and their pitching shows up most every night. And yet somehow they've lost more games than they've won. I, I just think there's, uh, they find ways to lose. There's, there's sort of the, the San Diego chargers. And then I don't know if Anthony Lynn is managing the Padres or what, but they just <laughs> invent ways to lose games that they shouldn't yeah. lose. They, do um, lose. And, they, well, they were losing games to the pirates in the last, I think week, week and a half for the pirates are just like scoring four runs in the ninth inning to beat them out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know if they're going to bounce back and, and make any kind of run at the at the playoffs, but I don't really, I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're four games under 500 bad at all. I, I don't right. think they're uh, six games worse than the San Francisco Giants. Well, well here's a, what's shocking, you know, just look better at plus the pure, minus than the Giants. Yes, but they've, they've given up the least amount of runs but they've they did they, they haven't scored that many. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of teams that have scored more runs than the the Cubs have scored more yeah. runs than the Padres. Yeah, that that offense should show up a lot more than it does. Right, it's, it's absolutely. So that's the pro. So now, if this is a case of first half cold bats and those bats wake up, could make some move moves in the second half, but. He scapegoated Nelson Cruz and and cut him, so it was all his fault. Right. He was the scapegoat. But they could move up, but I I could – and the Giants always kind of baffle me. I I never think the Giants are very good, but they're they're there. Yeah, they have that style of play that that, that kind of suits them. A lot of two-to-one, three-to-two games uh, uh, in the cold of night there in in San Francisco. Right, plus they play when everyone's asleep. 
Uh, but that, that park, is, the park is cavernous, and the ball does not travel at all at night. So that right. that's that you know who they are, you know how they get it done, you know Alex Cobb is going to throw you know a shutout here and there, and that, that that's just who they are. So the, the Giants are who we thought they were. They're in third, exactly where I had them. I had them fourth. I actually had the Rockies over them. No, I had the Rockies in last. I will take uh. a win <laughs> that looks good so far. Yeah, the Rockies. No, it, it's not. It's not happening. They're one of the worst nope. teams in baseball. I, I thought Chris Bryant had a comeback in him. Apparently, he can't stay no. healthy. Yeah, can't stay on the field. I mean, I know that I know people trashed the Cubs. I included when they got rid of all these guys with Rizzo and Bryant and and Baez, but the the track record of those guys since they've left the Cubs, not. Rizzo had a good season. He had that that thirty with thirty two homer season last year, but he also did that in between multiple DL stints. And this year, I don't even know where he is. I know he's still on the Yankees, but I mean, it whatever he's, he's done there. feels very empty this season. So yeah, and Baez is there. He's he's out to lunch. He, yeah, well, yeah. He he took he took the bag, right? Yep. He went to Detroit, and he swings. I mean, you thought he was a free swinger when he was with the Cubs. <laughs> oh, my. At least he's not running to the batter's box on pitches down the middle like your boy Eloy. <laughs> you saw that, right? I didn't see it, but I read about it. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's what you read. It's worse than you'd imagine. <laughs> I guess he called for time and didn't get it, so he turned yeah, and walked just... to the dugout. And the pitcher just... <laughs> 76 mile an hour curveball right over the center of the plate. Sure. There's no batter there. Why not? Yeah, just Man. lob lob it in there. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. He just walked back. I, that, we already talked about the AL Central. Yeah. Man, those, that, man, those White Sox. That, that, that's a perfect microcosm of the White Sox season. Be glad. Could you imagine a hot call in these games? Man, I wish I could cuss. God. <laughs> <laughs> Whole team needs to go grab some bench. <sighs> oh, Hawk. He'd be telling youth hockey league stories <laughs> all season long. You know, when I when I was playing with Yaz, we we didn't tolerate <laughs> stuff like this. I'm telling you right now, Yaz would have all these guys running laps. You think the Northwestern coaches? Doing haze and yeah, would really have these guys. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so uh, what? The central? Uh, uh, so the uh, so the West. Uh, I uh, the West. Dodgers Diamondbacks uh, being tied and the Giants two and a half back. How how is that shaking out? I mean, the history would show, and I think everything will bear out that the Dodgers will win that. Yeah. I, I would I be shocked if they did on the record just because they they have they have that experience of playing September baseball and October baseball that the the Diamondbacks I, I think that's just you know the lights get too bright the the clock strikes midnight the Diamondbacks uh pull a pirates in the second half here and <laughs> turn back into the pumpkin totally agree with that um, uh, with the central, speaking of pumpkins, uh, uh, or carriages turning back into pump, 
the Cincinnati Reds on top of the Central. Yeah. That that can't that can't possibly last, can it? They've got the energy right now. They've got that. This Ellie De La Cruz is just. He's getting all Shohei Otani levels annoying on social media, <laughs> and not him. I'm, I'm talking, yeah. you know, I'm just talking about all the dick writers who just <laughs> put these posts out there. I don't need to. I know he's doing great things. It's fantastic. I don't need it again. Let me let me enjoy it without being reminded of it all the time. Um, but why not? I, I, you know, they, they got Votto back. There's a lot of energy. Uh, their pitching is atrocious. <laughs> um, that's what will probably do them in unless they make some moves here. Um, but does the Brewers scare anybody? Uh, no, they don't. They don't. Uh, the Cubs shouldn't scare anybody, and, and no. the Pirates already are, uh, deflated. Yeah, Cubs are nice. They're better. They're better. Like I said, they'd be. I had them finishing third. That's exactly where they are. Um, I had them third. I, I, did, I, I figured they'd finish somewhere at or just under five hundred. I could see them easily winning seventy-eight, maybe eighty games. Um. And, and, and be and be competitive. You know that's the thing I wanted out of my Cubs this year. Is just just don't go out there and just get annihilated. It seemed like I had my phone on me last year, and every game would start. I get the alert: MLB Cubs about to start, and ten minutes later, I get an alert that they were losing. <laughs> and that's not happening as much this year. Um, that offense has been offense has actually been good, not great. Um, They've, you know, they've got some nice pieces. Uh, that 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 run that Chris Morrill went on when he got called back up was absurd. Where it seemed like he was going to hit a home run just every game for the rest of the season. Um, they've got a great defense up the middle. I mean, they've got the best double play combo in the league. Their defensive metrics are through the roof. Their starting rotation's been good. It's one of the best starting rotations uh, in baseball by the numbers. Uh, the most improved starting rotation in baseball, and there's still five games under 500. So yeah, after the been, season, when they fire Dave Justin Ross, Justin Steele to the All Star game tonight. Yeah, after this season, they'll fire Dave Ross. They'll get an actual. You know, <laughs> he's that. The, the next guy will be the guy who will develop this team, I think, into something more competitive because this is such an easily winnable division every year. I, I'm wondering what in the world happened uh, to our to the team that we both picked to not only win the division but be the only team out of this division to make the playoffs, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Who uh, you want to talk about a team that finds ways to lose? Yeah, Holy I, I completely one hundred percent take back what I said about <laughs> the Padres being the most disappointing team <laughs> in baseball because the the Cardinals roster it is good. There's no excuse. I, I cannot think of a reason why they're in the position that they're in. Their pitching has not been very good. Um. But to be man, thirty-eight and fifty-two at the break. It is, uh, man, multiple smart baseball writers that I've read say that it's actually as simple as this is just how important 
Yadier Molina was to the Cardinals that though all those pitchers are much much worse because their catcher is Wils, uh, uh, is uh, Wilson Contreras uh, oh. instead of Yadier Molina, uh, and I'm hard pressed to disagree with that. It, it's like they are you all goading, look you're lost out him. there. You goaded Wilson <laughs> Contreras. I did. Uh, they, the Cardinals organization uh, uh, made him the goat first. Remember when they uh, demoted him from catching? Uh, about yeah. a week and a half after he signed that big contract. And they to told him there, he was going to play first base. You're, you're not the eight. full-time catcher anymore because you suck. And we should have known him the that money. before you got here. Yeah, they, they gave, gave him the him. bag. Yeah. And then he got there and they said, oh, oh, wow. You're even worse than we thought. Yeah. And, and they're watching... so desperate, they put him back at catcher. <laughs> that didn't I last. I, and I'm watching the Cubs run out like, Tucker Barnhart and Jan <laughs> Gomes, um, who are offensively no comparison to, to Wilson Contreras, but apparently they can frame pitches and call better ball games because that defensively pitch, Contreras has yeah. always been a, a, a train wreck, and you know that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so was Mike Piazza. <laughs> oh. Oh well, if, 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 if uh, Contreras could uh, hit like Mike Piazza, I don't know if the Cubs would have let him go. They they might have kept the kept oh, a hold yeah. of him. But he was, you know, but that was it too. Is Contreras with the Cubs was was a great hitter. He, he was for that position. I I, I agree with that, uh, but I, I I think this is just it, it's that simple. Is Flaherty doesn't have Yachty uh, to to uh, figure things out. Yeah. Uh, Steven Matz doesn't have Yachty back there to help him out. Um, all those all those Cardinals pitchers look lost with, with, with Wilson Contreras catching them. Um, I think it's, it's that simple. So oh. we we got that one dead wrong. And, and Pittsburgh is exactly who we thought they were. Yeah, they're, they're, they already tumbled back down. And we it's, talked about that. this on previous shows. Like it, it's it's going to happen. Just give it time. Mm-hmm. And they went on an extend. They went from being a game up to eight games back. It felt like in a ten game stretch the way they faded out of first place. They went down and went down hard. Yeah, that was when the Reds made that surge, and the Pirates. And everybody was just whooping the crap out of the Pirates at that point. Everybody was sweeping them. Uh, by the way, this is a test of the uh, the Craig Kimbrell. Um, corollary that we've always had is you don't want to use him in a non-safe situation. Um, the NL is trying to use him in a safe situation. However, it's a game that doesn't matter, doesn't count. So does that fit into the oh, corollary? I don't. That, does it? That actually might. Uh, it, actually it, it is might a, a safe it situation, out. but it doesn't matter. But but we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, let's uh, see. Uh, yeah, Craig Kimbrell's pitching. Oh, who gave up the lead? Oh, it was Felix Bautista. Yep, got jacked by random Rockies catcher. Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Something wow. Diaz. Einar Diaz. Is that who it is? Is it Einar or Elias or something? I don't know. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Hang random on. Rockies catcher. Einar, is it? Uh, I remember right now. Remember Einar about 15 years ago he played. That's why I said that. Elias <laughs> Diaz. Who? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Random that's the other thing Rocky that they need to, I told that's you, the other random thing. Rockies guy. Because, again, this is why the All-Star <laughs> game is stupid, because <laughs> you don't need this every team needs a guy on the team rule anymore, because we can all see the team. You needed that rule to get exposure out there when the only way you ever knew these guys was through box scores in the Sun-Times. Now everybody I, I, knows who these guys are. I agree you don't need it anymore, but I think it's the cool the only cool thing about the All Star game is every team gets to see their guy, you know, out there. Every every kid in every city knows that they're gonna uh, get their guy. Do you, you think know, kids and, are excited that Elias Diaz yeah. was in the All Star game or that Michael Lorenzen was in the All Star game? The adults do not get excited at that, but the kids, yes, I think they do. Okay, I think that's the thing that dis- distinguishes uh, the uh, yeah. the major league all star game from the others. Well, I can tell you, having kids, I have a son. The amount of baseball he consumes at eight versus the amount of baseball that I consumed at eight, night and day. Really? Yeah, hardly any. I mean, I'm think about it. When I was eight, I'm watching the '84 Cubs. Right. I'm watching him with you. And right, we were all watching that. It was a magical season uh, that ended in disaster. But he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have that same. He likes playing baseball. But he doesn't really watch much baseball. And again, we don't have paid TV. We don't have any TV service either. Okay. Well, can't, yeah, can't, I guess that can't watch the can't watch the Brewers on Netflix because he likes the Brewers. I don't know why, but. He lives in Wisconsin. What's he supposed to like? The Cubs. <laughs> My daughter likes uh, the Cubs. Yeah, that's because you indoctrinated her. I did. Because um, I, 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 my point I was, I was about to bring up was I'm shocked that he's not as into it as you were because there, there's so many more opportunities for him to watch than we had as kids. But if you're a household that pulled the plug, then I guess there isn't as many quite as many opportunities yeah yeah the thing yeah the, my kids like playing sports they don't really watch sports which i'm okay with i'm okay that they like playing uh baseball and you know he i was at a soccer game tonight and he likes playing soccer i took him to 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 try out golf uh over the weekend and he went and he was hitting golf balls at the driving range and he had a lot of fun like that's fine i, I i'm a, i'm fine having a kid that enjoys playing as much as rather than watching that's interesting, but I, I wonder how different it would be, for instance, uh, with my uh, mobile carrier service, T-Mobile. They've offered for the last, like, decade, I think, uh, and I've taken advantage every year. Um, I just happen to get the baseball package for free every yeah. year because I happen to be with T-Mobile, who happens to be a big sponsor of, of baseball. Right. Uh, so I wonder how different it would be if he had, you know, with the click of a finger on his on his phone, the opportunity to yeah. watch any game he wanted. Uh, I think it'd be a little, a little different. True. I know how I know how we would be if we had the chance to watch any game we wanted when we were eight. Uh, we would never do oh, anything man. but watch baseball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, I would have watched a lot of baseball. We would have watched day lucky. and night. I was lucky because my team was on all the time. Right. I could watch it for free anytime I wanted. Um, my, I would say my, my kids probably consume a little bit more football because that's on in the house during the fall. Right. Because I will pay for my my I, you know I pay for my Sling TV so I can get my Red Zone 
and I make sure that I've got, you know, the Thursday night game on um, Monday night. So I watch a lot of, you know, so all the, all the sports I don't watch this time of year, I make up for by watching a lot of that uh, during football season. Uh, Kimbrough's working it. He's got two outs, and he's down to, to Kyle Tucker, so he, he's uh, one okay. strike away. You've even got it on, which is more than I could. I, I don't even I don't even have it on. Yeah. I I definitely don't enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid at at all. Like it's no, it used to uh, be a huge deal. Yeah, our game. Uh, the idea of getting so many of these guys in the game uh, kind of rankles me because you're taking out clearly better players in the third and fourth inning just because right. you got so many scrubs that you need to get in. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that part of it, so it makes it a little. Um, uh, however, they're they're doing it right. Uh, they they found a way to finagle the uh, the lineup where Tucker just drew a walk with two outs, and that brings up the hometown kid Julio Rodriguez. So this is actually very cool, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know how he they can. So he can send everybody home happy, huh? Yeah, yeah. So they they actually got that set up the right way. But my problem is normally in this spot, he would have already came into the game in the fourth and been done by the sixth so that therefore a random Tigers outfielder would have been up now because, you know, they had to use everybody, but uh, they, they got Julio. So they, they, they made it work kind of like the uh, world baseball classic where they just happened to make it trout versus Otani at the end. Uh, yeah. That they, just they happened to work they got, out. They got way. lucky. They got lucky. Uh, so Man, we'll see uh, how this turns out. I was surprised Tyler Huntley didn't make a appearance in this. <laughs> You're talking about Joe Girardi getting uh, getting the call I for did. all these replacements. All these he replacement did. That's all-stars. Why was, that's why I was I was actually going to say I was going if I was good at making memes I was going to make one of Tyler Huntley and talk about how he'd just been <laughs> voted, two you know, touchdown gonna, passes. <laughs> how many three? <laughs> two. I thought it was two. <laughs> All pro quarterback. Pro bowler, Tyler Huntley. You can never take it away from him. That's right. And Joe Girardi, forever. Like all-star catcher Joe Girardi. Forever. Starting never catcher, mind they right? called eight other catchers before that and couldn't get a hold of them. I mean, that was all that bad that day, too. Uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a thing. It happened. Uh, where are we? Uh, we just did the, I think all we have left is the East. Uh, so the central, what, what are you, what's going to happen? Uh, Reds are going to hold off the Brewers or are the Cubs making a run or the, are the Cardinals kind of, oh, no, no. Cubs are not, they're not set up to, I don't see if they were closer, maybe they become buyers, but I, I think they just stay the course here. I don't think they need to make any moves. I think there's too many teams ahead of them in the wild card. I don't think they're going to jump over. I, I, I prefer the Reds just because I don't want this to be the Brewers. <laughs> but I just don't know because how does – I mean, we're at the break now. Boy, that break sometimes just – the magic just gone, right? Right, <laughs> right. Um, you don't know what the Reds are going to come back and do. No idea. Right. So, I mean, if the Reds stay – oh, it looks like he walked him too. Uh, the Reds stay hot. They've got the, they've got that just that, that juice or the, that fire that the Brewers just don't have. Yeah, the, the Reds have got uh, all the mojo working, that's for sure. They do. If they can keep that going, I think they can do it because 
they've just got the energy and the fun. They just have to figure out a way to have a starting rotation with a sub six ERA and they'll be fine. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going well, to just kind of bore me and, you know, maybe that's the, the recipe, right? Go with safe and boring and they're just going to kind of always be there. I think they always kind of find a way to, to fall apart in August and September because their manager so horribly mismanages <laughs> their bullpen throughout the year that all those arms fall off. It's what he did to Hater for years. Um, so I've always kind of thought that Council's a joke coach, um, which will work against the Brewers as we go down the stretch. And I'm going to go with the Brewers because I, I – think the Reds are going to do one of those acts that you talked about that after the all-star break, they just kind of forget how to play and they they're in over their head. Anyway, they've scored yeah. more runs than any team in the division. They've also given up more runs than any yeah. team in the division. Now, the break is probably the worst thing. They're the team that probably gets affected the worst by the break. Right. right. They just come back and don't quite know how to, how to get it. Unless Ellie yeah. uh, De La Cruz really is all that. If, if, if he is him, if he is the uh, the MLB version of him, and he's really that good, then maybe he carries them all Jefferson? the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hey, Justin Jefferson has never stolen three bases in a game, so uh, two of them on <laughs> one pitch. <laughs> yeah. So if he is that guy, then, then maybe he carries them all the way. But I definitely trust the Brewers pitching uh, more so than the Reds for sure. Uh, yeah, and 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 it's not. Like it's even that great. It's just the Reds it's starting. The Reds the pitching Reds. is, yeah, it's horrendous. Yes, it is. So unless uh, they're Kim- just going to bludgeon teams the rest of the way here, which they they could, um, we'll see. Because boy, the boy, the that's the one thing about the break is how much changes. You know, it's the only sport that has this extended middle of the season break for everybody and, and just how many things change. And the you NBA know. too. Uh, yeah. I, I notice it no more with baseball though. Right. Um, that teams right. just, they come back and it's like all of a sudden that second half is just totally different than the first half. And it, I think it happens to more in, in, in baseball that I see it happen in bad. Obviously I pay more attention to baseball, but I don't, I, you don't hear about that as much in basketball of these teams that come back from these breaks and they're just, they're just different teams. No, baseball definitely happens uh, more. I, I think the being a daily sport as opposed to the NBA yeah. every other day or whatever, um, you're, you're more prone to that break kind of jarring your routine. You're used to just getting up every morning and getting out to the right. park. And now you got to go four or five days without that. And yeah, that kind of messes everything up. Uh, Kimbrough blew away. Jose Ramirez, uh, so he got got into a little trouble, but he wound up through and, and closing it out for the National League, so good for the NL. Uh, uh, they, great. But yeah, they, they were jumping around celebrating like they had money on it, like uh, Juan Soto was going crazy like he won a title or something. I don't know what's going on with that, but anyway. Well, good for those guys. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, NL East. Uh with the uh, with the Braves just dominating and, and running it's, away, but uh, the, the one, the fish it's the one division I got right. Yes, <laughs> Braves, yay me! You, you did so far, so far so good. Now you the, the Phillies, they, they, they might get caught from behind. Yeah, yeah, I, 
Uh, no, actually, I had the uh, I had the Mets. Well, I had the Mets in second. You did. Uh, you I had did. the Mets in the uh, in the Phillies. Wait a minute. I'm I'm no, sorry. No, the not Mets. the Phillies. Uh, I had the Mets had the... and the Marlins. Right. And then I had okay. both of them making the playoffs, and you laughed so hard at me <laughs> when I had the Marlins in the playoffs. I give you the moment to take that back now. The season's not over yet. It's only halfway no. done. But come on, the fifty-three, the fifty-three and thirty-nine Marlins uh, are underwater. They're minus five on the season. Yes, they, so. yes, they are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not putting a whole lot of faith that they're going to keep that. Oh record. man, come on! <laughs> Just saying. Just, just saying. Just pointing out facts. Just so you know, um, the Phillies actually have better championship odds right now than the Marlins. Oh, completely understandable. I'm shocked the Mets don't have better, better odds still. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's, no, the Braves, it's the Marlins. The Braves are the story. I had the Braves in the World Series. Um, they're really good. <laughs> That's, there you go. There's my in less detail breakdown of the Braves. Uh, they are who we thought they were, or who I thought they were. They are excellent. And that's what you get at uh, ten thirty in the evening after an yeah. hour and a half of of non sequitur. They're really good. They're really um, good. They're they're man. They're, there's not not a whole lot of weaknesses on that team. And they're surging. Yeah. I I don't want to bring this up, but I will anyway. Ronald Acuna um, being out for so long and being hurt last year, like how long can he keep this up? I just, uh, by the way, uh, he's got me in the first place in my fantasy league at the halfway point. So I'm not trying to put a a voodoo on him at all, Uh but I'm just kind of looking like how long can he keep going? Like he's hitting a homer every night, you know, one night and stealing a base the other night. He's, he's, absolutely catalyst uh, at the top of that order every single night. And they're just riding him. Like he just sets the table and then, you know, Olsen comes along and uh, Austin Riley and Ozuna and just everybody get on uh, Acuna's back and he's going to set the table for everybody. Uh, And it's working just perfectly. Uh, You can't possibly script a better first half. Uh, I'm just kind of worried. Like, do they ride him too much? Maybe they should give him a day off here and there. I just, I don't know. But so far, so good. Certainly can't uh, argue with their success right now. No, they're the best team in baseball. They've they've taken that away from Tampa. Yep. With this with this surge more recently, they've also uh, them in Tampa, um, and Texas are all yeah, plus shocking. 147, 148, and 149 in our favorite stat uh, run differential, which is, again, that's obscene. Um, it is. and Because those are the only three teams in baseball over 100. <laughs> and they're way over 100. And they're way over. <laughs> that just so, to tell yeah, you that dominant. those three, it, so, the, the, so obviously one of these things is not like the other. That's the Rangers <laughs> in this mix by virtue of, those 531 runs scored, which again is Man. <laughs> absolutely wild. But then you also have the Braves here who have given up the least amount of runs in the national league. Um, is that the least in baseball? It is. The Braves have given up the least amount of runs in baseball and they're plus plus one forty seven. 
it's kind of hard to beat them when you're, when, yeah. Uh, Mr. Captain Obvious is really hard to beat a team when they're bludgeoning you at the plate and then also giving up the least amount of runs. Uh, yes, when they're, you know, their average win is by by you know, over two and a half runs over the other team. Yeah. Um, uh, consequently, we talk about runs given up. Uh, it's the Twins, only one worse than them at 353. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go figure, right? So, but yeah, the Braves are, they're awesome. Uh, my, uh, I will go on record here, even though we haven't had a chance to talk about this. I was completely on the Louis Arias is not hitting 400 camp. By the way, I could I couldn't handle it. I, I that was as bad as the 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 Shohei stuff to be was the the the, the meter that they had. On, guys, people, it was June. Right. It's not like he, it's imminent that the, the season's about right. to end and he might be He's near 400. 401 that... in June. Okay, <laughs> yes, are, that's an amazing yeah. accomplishment. If he was doing that on August 27th, okay. But no, I, I was completely of the opinion that no, this isn't going to happen. He's going to probably hit 360. You know, he's going to have that slump. Um, hits like a ridiculous amount of balls on the ground. The Babbitt will come down. He's going to make some outs. Just stop people. And it has stopped because now he's hitting, what, 385, 387? That's that's stopping the momentum, 385? Yeah. That's stopping the momentum. Um, I I think you're underestimating how fucking incredible that is that he's hitting 380 whatever. It's amazing. <laughs> on in, on July 11th. Yeah, 383, 383. Um, and since he's dipped down, you haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about him hitting 400. All right. I, the, he's another person uh, on my fantasy team. He's another reason why I'm in first place. So I know all yeah. about his season and, and his ups and his downs. Um, this dip is like he's hitting like 300 in the last three or four weeks. No, that, I, I that's understand. The, that's a big dip. The dip um, is, are you going to hit 400? I wish I could have shorted it because <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to. The, the season still isn't over. The fact that he's that close to it and still has a shot at it is is incredible. Um, and watching him, I see why he does it. And he's basically, uh, and, and I should love it because I own him, and he's, like I said, a big reason why I'm in first. But it's also what I was railing against and complaining about when the, the rules came in about no shifting. He is the poster child for why no shifting sucks because he would not be doing this if there were still a shift, he gets so many, it's not baseball anymore. It's a skills competition. It's hitting it through this hole, which they can't defend. And that's all he does. Keeps hitting it through that hole. And sometimes the other hole, the the opposite way, but you can't play him to pull the way they're supposed, the way they want to play him to pull uh, because they're not allowed to anymore. I promise you, if they could still shift, he wouldn't be hitting 380 whatever on July 11th. That is 100% <laughs> a factor uh, of of banning the shift. And so you wouldn't have to hear about this shit uh, if they could if they could still shift the way they're supposed to. Um, right. And I should love it because he's trying to, he's trying to make me money right now. Uh, but God, no, it, it, it's no, he's not gonna. Uh, he wouldn't be able to come anywhere close to hit 400. I don't. I don't think he's going to hit 400 this season. But I 
will not sit there and, and act like that's a big prediction or some sort of uh, incredible. Oh, I think he said that. That's not a. That's not a take. That's just no one's hit 400 since what Ted Williams. So, no, that's, correct. Okay, um, I'm only saying that as the opposite of all of the people who are going overboard with it so early in the season. I understand, but all you're doing is refuting the 24-hour news cycle people, which is yes. the, 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 they're they're saying it because it's a 24-hour news cycle, right. which we to love to do about. here. We love to point yes. out the ridiculousness of the 24-hour news cycle. It is ridiculous. They they need something to talk about. They need something for Greeny to the slobber and and talk about in the morning because he can't talk about Aaron Rodgers yeah. every single day. Um, so so he gets to talk about that. Uh, but but it's still pretty amazing what he's doing. The fact that he's oh, yeah. this close and the fact that he's you know, what is it thirty or forty or fifty points ahead of anybody else, <laughs> batting average wise. Um, right. And the fact so, that he's flirting with this hitting for four hundred and barely anybody considers him MVP caliber at all. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Which is funny, because any time they would have the polls where it was like everybody's got with Cunha number one, there'd be the, what about, what, what, not the guy who's going to hit 400? No, not the guy who's slapping base hits through the hole versus the guy who's leading off, hitting home runs, leading to a team the best record in baseball, stealing runs at a ridiculous pace, stealing bases at a ridiculous pace. Come on. No, no, nobody's doing that. Um, but I think people understand in baseball that there's such a difference. You can put up those type of numbers. Basically, the Sam Bradford completion percentage uh, is, is what's going on here. Is you can put up a, yeah. an astronomical number on on a certain percentage, and everybody realizes it's just a number. It doesn't actually. God, that that show that we did when we actually <laughs> dug into those numbers of Sam Bradford's, but that but that was at that seventy three percent completion percentage, and you realized how empty those numbers were. Um, For an average of about. Four and a half yeah, yards per that, throw. That four point nine <laughs> yards per attempt. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he completed a lot of passes. Did it get them anywhere? No, not really. It, did it win them a whole lot of games? Yeah, no. But but he but he did it. Can't take it away from him. I, I'm thinking that the shockers in here are the Mets and the Phillies. Um, good luck figuring them out. Uh, my Mets that I uh, uh, decided to pick to win the division, even after they lost Edwin Diaz in the World Baseball Classic, um, that was not a good move at all by me. Um, they, they, they're. I, I thought what they had uh, in, a, in as a secret weapon was these kids that they could call up during the season, uh, and, and Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty and, and uh, v, uh, Vientos. Um, they they haven't they they've called them up. They haven't done anything. Sometimes you call these kids up like Baltimore and Cincinnati, and they they them, they put the team on their back and and they do the damn thing. The Mets guys they didn't do the damn thing. So that's basically the big difference there. Is they you know they got the older guys in the rotation with Verlander and Scherzer. Um, they haven't performed the way uh, they're supposed to yet. Maybe they will in the second half and, and give the Mets a bit of a boost. Uh, but they've been a disappointment. Um, and the, the bats have been a disappointment. Alonzo got hurt. Um, it, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of drama going on there. It's New York, so there's the sort of the added pressure of every loss is that much heavier, and every game is that much more uh, depressing just because you're in New York. Um, they're, they're, so they're clearly as a team not 
performing well under the pressure. I thought the, the owner was going to come fire uh, Buck Showalter. That didn't happen, but it still might. <laughs> I'm sure that's still on the table. Um, so yeah, they're 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 in a bad spot. They're 18 and a half games out of first. They're not catching the Braves. No, I don't think anyone's catching the Braves. Uh, and and I don't think they're going to really contend for uh, for a wild card either, unless uh, Verlander and Scherzer just decide to go lights out in the second half. So keep keep an eye out for that. If that's if that doesn't happen, the Mets are just completely dead. Yeah. Now you had the Phillies winning it all. I did. I had them winning a the wild card and then making a run uh, in, in October. So technically, I can't possibly be uh, excoriated for that. And the Phillies aren't that bad. There's there's seven games over. They're they're, they're, they're right height. there for the, for the wild card. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, right. yeah. They've actually clawed their way back in. They're only uh, yeah. what half a game out of the wild card right now. I would not be shocked to the, see them switch positions with either the Giants um, or the. Diamondbacks or even the Marlins. I, the, I think the NL wild card. You could have teams that are out. Uh, Philadelphia. I even think San Diego. I don't want to ever write them off. Um, we know they got could the make a surge because I do think that one of those three teams in the, the in the wild card right now in the NL isn't good, is going to somebody's moving out. There's going to be opportunity. For these teams that are, you know, even even San Diego six out, six outs not so bad. If you have only a couple of teams ahead of you, like they do when you're like in another, like in near the American League, let's say, and if you're six out, you've got six teams to jump, and you have to get into that's harder to me. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if your your Phillies do squeak in as a wild card. Who knows? Maybe they make some hay. Maybe they maybe you still get this one right. You can't count them out until October because that's gonna take them to win it all. Yeah, that's gonna take some work. I was was kind of counting on the second half, and like Bryce Harper was coming back from that uh, torn elbow, and I was counting on him sort of turning it on in the second half and and getting you know using the first half as sort of a way to work his way back in, and then turning it up once the once the second half. So that's kind of what I'm I'm banking on still, and, and that can still happen. And our uh, next Dallas Warber did his June thing and then started yeah. crushing everything. Oh, yeah, he was hitting bombs every – it felt like every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, only um, when I picked him to hit a home run did he not hit a home run. But we still have the one thing that baseball does right over every other sport for baseball coming up. That's the trade deadline. So Always they, exciting. You know, most exciting deadline it is in the, sports. It is the most exciting trade deadline in sports. It makes or breaks teams going into that last couple of months of the season we love it uh, we i wish other teams i wish other sports had this much the nfl's trying um last few years they did make that smart move i think they should still po- push it even farther um the nfl so that you really know when teams are out of it and you can see some moves um dumping some contracts trading for some picks really setting themselves up for that next season i, I wish the nfl did that better um, I think they're baby trying. steps, baby steps. At least they don't do it after week six like they used to. So be, yeah. be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it now? It's like week eight or nine now. Yeah. I, I still think that you could get away in the NFL with this extended season now of, of having a trade deadline early November, you know, probably or maybe even, or maybe even later. 
Um, you know, you want a Thanksgiving deadline? Boy, it would be like the NFL to do something that like that, you know, and then just nationally televise it on Black Friday and. <laughs> They're already getting would a, be hard a game on Black teams Friday. Teams had already played. That one would be tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I would. There's a few things that the NFL is not. That's a little, a little so rusty with. Um, that they're not the best with. But if they had a, you know, like balls out trade deadline, like like MLB has. Uh, yeah, they they they'd be. I mean, they're already a juggernaut, but they figure that one out. There'll be something. Don't put it past them. Like the, what they do for the draft. Like baseball just had who gave a shit. Did you give a, Did you care at all about the MLB draft? Of I course didn't. I didn't. And you as a person who doesn't have a TV on all the time, you are so lucky that you didn't have to put up with draft coverage because it was so annoying. And it was like no one knows who these kids are. Some college was at LSU got the first two picks, first time a uh, teammates ever got drafted together. No one gives a shit. Uh, you're not going to see most of these kids ever. Uh, right. Some of them you'll see soon, but you don't know when. Like, it, there's no juice at all to a baseball draft because you're going into a minor league system. They're not going right to to. You don't have a win by Yama. You don't get a chance to see what they're right. made of right now. You you're going to see them in three or four years if they're that good. Uh, and like I said, half of them you're never going to see. So it's right. They're, they're like trying to make a drafted. It. It's like these kids get drafted, and then three, four weeks from now, we're going to see, you know, uh, Twitter videos of them in shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> hitting bombs. Nobody cares. down in Port down in Port St. Lucie. Oh, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready to come right. up now. He's so, ready for the show. I will tell you, for MLB, I appreciate the effort to put some interest into this, but. The, the the league is not set up in a way because these guys are going to get drafted, then they're going to disappear in rookie ball, low A ball, high A ball, high a ball. double A. Sometimes yep. you make that dump, jump from double A to the majors. Sometimes, most of the time, then you're going to go to triple A. Yeah. So it's going to be several years before any of these guys make an impact at all. I know you're trying to appreciate what they're trying to do, but it's so different. It's they're all they're doing is trying to emulate the NFL excitement and the NFL excitement comes from knowing that you're going to see these draft picks on the field in a few months. Uh, it right. is not the same in baseball is not, it's not anywhere close to the same. So to see these kids trying to come across the stage in their bad looking suits and their gold chains and all that. And, like I said, knowing that half of them you're never going to see again, it, it's so bad. Yeah, it's and, so and bad. Baseball's, you know, the farm system, the the minor league system for baseball is so bloated, right? There's so many levels. Yeah, you need pointing them out all all the ball you got to go through, all the rookie yeah. ball and high A and all that stuff. Yeah, Arizona Fall League, <laughs> uh, you know, Mexican League. <laughs> these guys are going to just disappear and Cape Cod league. Right. Nobody's uh, going to care until these guys start showing up on prospect lists. That's about the first time any of these guys are ever going to get heard of again is when, you know, you know, uh, degenerate fantasy players like me are scouring through uh, minor league scouting reports 
on on the top 300 prospects in baseball, I'm never going to remember that. Oh, yeah, I was that guy that was drafted. No, <laughs> don't care. I think I read that they were asking some of these all-stars about the guy that got picked first. I think his name, last name is Skeens or something like that. He's a pitcher. Uh-huh, well, good and him. they were asking if they think he could pitch right now in the majors. <laughs> they probably laughed. I don't know if they laughed or not, but think about how completely absurd it is for baseball to beg us for our attention about these draft picks and then turn around and ask the major league, hey, you think this kid can actually play the sport at the highest level right now? Because we probably can't. And it's just ludicrous for us to try to pretend to care about the guy, and he he probably can't even play at the major league level right now because none of them can. Or think about this. Sometimes they draft high schoolers who still go to college. Right. You don't see them for four years because they decide to go to school. Yeah. So imagine if LeBron James got drafted (laughs) out of high school and then still went and had to play two years, three years of college ball. Oh. The, the hype would not be there at all because be like yeah. we, so don't, we don't know I mean, if he can play. I did, not, I did not intend to crap all over the MLB <laughs> draft on this show, but you went there. So, like I said, I appreciate the effort. At least you tried. You get the participation trophy for 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 trying so hard, MLB. But sometimes you just you know you don't try to don't try to copy the NFL draft because there is nothing like that. Like I said when I found out that the drafts in green Bay in 2025, like I'm going, if tomorrow they said the MLB drafts in green Bay or or close to here. Yeah. No, sorry. (laughs) No, making no effort to go to the MLB draft or to even get excited about it. Right. It's not a thing and it probably will never be a thing, but they're trying to make it a thing because they saw how even the NBA NBA draft has more oomph to it. Right, because you're going to see the kids in, in a few months. Yeah, but it's uh, two totally rounds. Different. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in the uh, basketball draft, like seven rounds, and the football was like 11? Uh, 12 rounds for football, if I remember yeah. when we were growing up. Well, times have definitely changed. Um, I had a couple of minor things to get in, uh, and then you can get in whatever you wanted to get in. Um, I wanted to update about the uh, my attempt to defraud the football scouting people and try to get a job in, in scouting college football, even though I don't know what uh, half of the plays are and half of the formations are. Um, Sports Info Solutions sent a very nice form letter uh, about a week ago, week and a half ago, um, very flowery language about how qualified I was and this, that, and the other, and how there were just so many other uh, great candidates they had to consider this year, and so I, I did not get that gig. Uh, there's still confusion and a bit of a mystery because I only got I, I interviewed for two different gigs with Sports Info Solutions, as you recall, the uh, video scouting, and then also the going to the game uh, and documenting that for for their whatever gambling site that's uh, that they're hired for. Yeah. And I thought I'd interviewed very well for that one. So I was, I don't want to say I was counting my chickens before they hatched, but I was kind of planning on that being a thing this coming fall that I was going to have to uh, make room for, for going to these games. Um, so they only sent me one rejection email. They didn't send two. I don't oh. know if that, if, if that other gig is still out there. Um, 
uh, I know it's still like out there on the uh, on the website. Like you can still apply for the uh, Memphis uh, scouting gig as well as other many other uh, college cities on the Sports Info Solutions website. So it's possible they just haven't made that call yet because they don't have to. They're, these games aren't starting for another month and a half, uh, so you don't have to make that call necessarily. It's it's possible. It's possible. Maybe I'm just trying to talk, you know, talk my way into it and talk it into existence. Uh, but it's possible they just said, no, he's no, he's not going to be in the scouting program because he doesn't know, you know, what he's talking about. So they just threw me out of that. But then the other program, they might be holding on and saying, yeah, let, let's let's give it a couple more weeks, see who else applies, and if no one else applies, then we'll we'll let him we'll let him do that. So still holding out hope. So we'll wait and see. Well, I hope you get it. I hope so too. Uh, that one I didn't feel like a fraud when I was interviewing. That one yeah. I was. Uh, I mean, like on the I said, last I... show we did, you were already cashing the paychecks. And <laughs> well, we were talking flight. about it, and, and and the guy is talking about, yeah, we know all about your your baseball work, and your your eight years of doing that because we're looking right at it here, and we just want to get to know you on the football side here because they already know all about you on the baseball side. So they they gassed me up, man. They they made me feel like I was you know big you know big man on campus. You know, walking oh, yeah. in and, and doing the doing the football thing, so that's why I felt really you, good you about could, that. You could tell them all day about Fliner flies and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, I, I know all about it. And the Fliner liners and the, uh, <laughs> the 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 millions of things you have to cover on on every single pitch. That was that was a thing, uh, and it was you know a little overwhelming at first, the first few games. But once you once I got the hang of it. I, I, I nailed all that shit. I knew exactly what I had to do when the ball was was hit. I knew I had to I had to plot it where it hit on the ground. Uh, when it hit the ground, I had to plot in the field where it hit. I had to say what velocity it was hit, whether it was hard, medium, or soft. I had to say how high it was. Was it a liner? Was it a liner liner? Was it a liner fly? Uh, <laughs> had to cover all that stuff. You know who picked it up and and where what happened to the ball and all that stuff. And was it a good defensive play or not? Um, and on, on a scale of one to five, that actually came in later. Uh, the last few years, that was a new thing. You had to rate the defensive play on a scale of one to five, you know, between easy and, you know, and hard, basically. Um, but right. you actually had to rate the defensive play, uh, what you, you know, how difficult of a play you thought it was for the defender to make and, and whether they deserved uh, a good play or not. There was a special drop down box for good play. Uh, I, yeah, I knew all of that stuff, man. Uh, I could tell them exactly how the how the, how, how we did it on baseball and uh, the football is is new. This is their first year doing uh, the the yeah. football like that. So well, it's good to know the mob's branching out. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and I also wanted to uh, get back with you uh, and call back the uh, Sirius XM billboard. Yeah, you did say when you scheduled the show and you texted me that you had a, like, I don't know if it was like a mea culpa on this or what. No, it wasn't a mea culpa. It was a surprise okay. uh, plot twist to the whole story. Because oh, okay. what, hap- what happened was you jumped on and looked up a, a, a billboard R&B top 500 list. I did. And read it off to me and I'm thinking that it was the list that I was listening to, but then again, I knew that you had read some songs at the top of the list in the top ten. That I'm like, I've already heard that song on the countdown. It wasn't anywhere near the top ten. Oh no! So was I reading a different list? You were reading a different list. They did a different 
R&B 500 countdown like four or five years ago. This was completely different. I don't know what the variation was. I don't know why they decided to do this list instead of that particular list, but it was a completely different list. Just as an example, your, the number one list, uh, the number one song on the list that you were reading off to me was what's going on by Marvin Gaye. And in this countdown, I had heard that song. It was like three something like 300 and something. Well, and I'm that like, what? divergent opinion. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, but this was a completely different list. Uh, they they were trying to my my complaint was they were trying to uh, be way too broad. They were bringing in songs that just came out like several years ago or, tw- or ten years ago, twenty years, right. and trying to rate them as top R and B songs of all time next right. to so Smokey Robinson, next to ESPN problem. This is the greatest song of all time. Yeah, pretty much. Came out last week. The problem. Uh huh. Greatest. Right next to Whitney Houston. Right next to all of them. Um, I I don't have that list of the uh, of this current. I I looked before the show. I don't see that listed anywhere. uh, This new list that they made. But and I won't go through all the uh, the what I remember as far as uh, who did what where. But I did want to bring up just the top two, just as a perfect chef's kiss. One example of doing way too much and trying to encompass way too much on a historical countdown was what they decided that the top two R&B songs of all time should be. Okay. They decided that number two should be The Twist by Chubby Checker, which came out like before rock and roll was invented, like in the 50s or 60s or something like that. No. Oh. The number two R&B song of all time. No. First of all... That's not. I don't even classify that as R and B. Yeah, that is. Do uh, you? There's a lot of there's a lot of songs on that countdown. I wouldn't classify as R and B. That's that's more like early rock and roll to me. Right. Right. Uh, so of all the R and B songs in the history of the world, oh, they decided man. that there's only one song that deserved to beat out the Twist by Chubby Checker, and that song came out three years ago. Oh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd was named no. the greatest R&B song no. of all time. And I just, my mouth hit the floor when I heard, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I, I, not, I have got nothing against the song. It was a huge song. But greatest of all time? No. When you heard that song, have you been like, yeah, that's the GOAT. <laughs> That's the GOAT. This is better than the anything Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, any Michael Jackson, anything no. else any of those people ever did. This is so... They, but they, you know they, what they, these lists do? It gets people talking. That's exactly it. It gets dialogue. It gets, here that's we exactly are what it is. completely torching that list. <laughs> Makes me prefer the other list, by the way. <laughs> so now I'm going to rank the lists. I'm going to have a top 500 <laughs> list. Of the greatest R&B 500 top 500 lists, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna rank the lists and then tell you which one's the best. Well, we've got two lists so far, so we have to research and find more. Uh, yeah, they doing right. way too much. They try, trying they're on. trying too hard. Is that what oh you're telling me? They're work, they're little, yeah, working too hard. Chubby Checker and then The Weekend. No, no, they no, no. just crapped. <laughs> On the 60 years that happened in between those songs. 
Completely. <laughs> completely crapped on it. Nothing was better than the twist by Chubby Checker except the song that came out three years ago. Nothing Which was I. I mean, it, it's right. I. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song. Oh. It, it played all over the place. I mean, it, it transcended its genre. It was everywhere. But the best? The, the greatest of all? No. No. <laughs> like you said, it, it did its job. It got people talking. Oh, all right. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I, I was, I, I'm, I'm through. Uh, right? No, I'm actually thinking we're going to get snipered here in any minute. We are officially in the after after show. I, after after any, yeah, so any drops? Sniper, turn my board coming, off. But but hey, we got our we got our MLB recap in. We don't do it all the time. I thought, hey, right. you know what? All star break. It's a good chance because we actually committed all of these picks to record. I have them all saved. Like, well, let's go back. Let's revisit. Good good chance to see what we got right, what mostly well mostly what we got wrong, and uh, what we think for the second half. You know, and you know we got. Uh, MLB, uh, Hall of Infamy coming up a few weeks. That's you. It is me this year, yes. I've got football all ready to go. I mean, literally all all ready to go. Um, (laughs) Um, I'm not as organized with that as you. I'm um, in the middle of a a Spanish class this this month that's taking up all my time, so... Um, but once that's over, I will be getting uh, right to work on the uh, on the I, baseball Hall of Infamy. I am always excited for my Hall of Fame inductions because you've always every year you think you're outdoing yourself, and no different this year for my football one. I'm just like ah, this, this is the one. Hey, everybody needs a creative outlet. That's that's definitely ours. This is where we get to the point where we've put so many in. The fun now is finding new things to put in, or how did we forget that things to put in? Yeah, the, the, after ten years, you'd think we'd run out of guys to surprise each other with. There's a guy I'm oh, putting in yeah. this year. I'm not joking. I have checked our master list three or four times <laughs> because I, for the way we do this, to not be in the hall, I, I, I'm going to go back before we do the show and check again just to make sure. <laughs> This dude's not in the Hall of Infamy because when it happens, we'll both you, you it was wow. We'll both be like, oh, yeah. Especially in the course. spirit of the way that we do this, um, it, it, it's a shocker. If, if unless I look through and it's on there, which I'll be sad, but, but I <laughs> I don't remember either one of us doing it, and I and I'm almost damn sure because you've made the running master list on the blog. Mm-hmm. Um. um I don't think he's on there, and when I I'm just shocked. So I've even shocked myself this year with with <laughs> my Hall of Infamy induction. Good, very much looking forward to it. We we always shock each other, and and we always uh, come up with someone that the other one is grabbing their master list and oh, let me scratch that off. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we we still got master lists, both of us. We still got we still got a long way to go. We still got a the lot. The funny of guys. thing is. is my list, I have my five. It's not my list of five. It's my list of eight or nine that I'm picking five off of. So I, I don't have my official five yet. I get that usually the week or so before when I start prepping for the show. But I, I'm almost there. Unless okay. something really comes up that grabs my attention or sways me, I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty well set. 
Yeah, mine is, uh, you know, I got my big master list on the back of some junk mail envelope or something, so I'm always picking from that. Oh, but... uh, mine's in my phone, always. It's in my notes. Ah. In my phone, uh, so I've always got it. So if something pops up, I was like, ooh, ooh, let me add that to the, <laughs> let me add that, because I've got a separate note tab for my MLB and a separate one for my, uh, for my football. And basically, all I do is check down and see, is there a tangential connection between the uh, this year's real inductees and anyone on my master list? Because if there is, then it, that's an automatic. And then from there, uh, then I decide uh, who basically who deserves to go in, uh, who, who, who is a bigger injustice that they haven't been put in yet. Wow, that I don't do. There's some, it, after all these years, there's still some that's like, oh, this, it, okay, it's time. He's got to go. Because it's been long enough, so we we always surprise each other with those. Uh, unless you got anything else, I think we're about done. I am done. All right, uh, so am I. We have nothing right. to play us out tonight. Yeah, we don't. We we just have our wonderful voices. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of the much less detailed podcast. Uh, we don't make any promises, but there's a chance we'll get another show in before our Hall of Infamy inductions. But if we don't, then you'll definitely know you'll see us at the beginning of August for the baseball and football Hall of Fame slash Hall of Infamy induction shows. So one way or another, we will definitely uh, talk to you again soon. Hopefully you enjoyed whatever ramblings this was tonight. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.